Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, drones. Specifically, one recent drone mystery might have been solved, and this article comes from gazette.com by Tom Roeder, titled, Colorado Drone Mystery Sightings Finally Might Be Solved. Dated from January 5th, 2020, so this thing has kind of fallen under the radar a little bit. It starts off, it says, The mysterious drone swarm spotted over Colorado that have vexed the governor, law enforcement, and residents might not be so mysterious after all. While no one has taken responsibility, and even the Federal Aviation Administration has claimed ignorance, the answer could be a secretive Air Force program intended to keep prying eyes away from nuclear missile silos. Air Force Global Strike Command, which is based in Louisiana, has confirmed that it conducts counter-drone exercises out of F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, where it is based. The command oversees underground Minuteman silos spread across northern Colorado, southeastern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, the area where the drones have been spotted nightly the past two weeks. The Air Force isn't claiming ownership of the drones, but neither is it denying it. F.E. Warren didn't respond to an emailed question Friday on whether its counter-drone effort had anything to do with the recent sightings. A Federal Aviation Administration map of the region where drones have been spotted, Logan, Phillips, Segwick, and Yuma counties, is pocked with red dots of where drones are forbidden. Restricted airspace, presumably over missile silos. So there you have it. The drones are flying all over the place where drones are actually restricted. Uh, the article continues, says the Air Force Counter Drone Program at Warren, which includes extensive testing of civilian drones, relies on innovative technology including Dead Drone, a system developed in Europe that detects and tracks small civilian drones using the radio signals they require for control. Run by the 90th Security Support Squadron at Warren, the counter-drone program is one of several across the Defense Department to take aim at the unmanned aircraft. For the nation's missile troops, the camera carried by small drones present a threat because they could give an adversary clues on how to attack intercontinental missile ballistic missiles, a key component of American power. The 90th Missile Wing has a military police unit equipped with helicopters to protect missile silos from threats on the ground. The Warren Counter Drone Program focuses on the small, commercially available drones that can be purchased on Amazon for as little as $50. Gazan says, in the news release, the Air Force said the commercial drones provide a realistic training environment. Lisa Mezer, who handles federal sales for dead drones, said that her company is working with private companies and government organizations, including the Air Force, to detect drone flights. The firm has worked with F.E. Warren since an initial contract of 2017. While Meserve wouldn't say where the drones in northeastern Colorado came from, 
She said the Air Force is fond of testing F.E. Warren's drone testing, drone detecting capabilities. They fly drones against what they have all the time, she said. The Phillips County Sheriff's Office first reported drone sightings on December 20th, noting that as many as 16 drones had been spotted in Phillips and Yuma counties. The location of the drones alone was enough to prompt suspicion. The two counties combined have just over 14,000 residents and aren't known for having a large contingent of drone enthusiasts. We believe that the drones, though startling, are not malicious in nature, the Phillips County Sheriff said on Facebook. The Sheriff's Office is following up on the leads and communications with the state and federal agencies to pinpoint the exact nature of the activities. The drone sightings have made national news with networks and newspapers delving into the mystery. Well, there you go. The whole time, it looks like this was uh, nothing more than the government testing uh, security at the nuclear silos. But instead of them simply coming out and being honest about what they were doing, the whole thing had to be covered up. Uh, people had to be uh, pointed out to be conspiracy theorists. All the typical nonsense that we experience anytime something notices and reports something out of the ordinary. Now, unless you are uh, have been living in a cave for the last 50 years, then you probably are aware of the fact uh, that this country, like the other superpowers, is uh, a porcupine of nuclear missiles. It's been widely known for many years, and no secret, that the United States has uh, underground nuclear missile bases all over um, the West and the Rocky Mountain region. And we expect them to do that to protect us. So it shouldn't be a surprise that uh, there's some defense involved in protecting those missile sites. But instead of the government just coming out and uh, notifying people that this is a uh, simple uh, Defense Department test um, and easing people's mind, it's almost as if, uh, just for fun, they have to keep the public from knowing what's going on. Now, to my mind, it would have been a lot more intelligent to simply tell people that we're going to be running some drone tests for Defense Department purposes and security purposes. Please don't be alarmed, and please don't shoot down our drones. This could have created a much calmer situation to begin with. But you can see in this situation how, once again, the general public is treated like children. Now, it's pretty obvious that the local authorities knew that something was going on, and that's why they were telling people that, uh, well, this was nothing malicious was going on. Well, obviously, they were on the inside here. And we see this over and over and over again. You have even people at local levels, at the level of a sheriff or, a, or maybe you know a county supervisor or a FEMA, a local FEMA guy, they just love to be on the inside, and they just love to keep us on the outside. I tell you, if you ever think that you're going to get UFO dis disclosure from these people, you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Because that is the nature of people. People love to know things that other people don't know. And something as simple as a security check by the Defense Department using drones has turned into a big ordeal because they can't be honest with the general public and say, hey, we're going to run some simple tests here. 
it's really not much different than if they were going to test the the uh, tornado sirens. Why not just tell people what's going on? It's not going to compromise security one bit. At any rate, there was another article on here about drones that I thought was a little more fun. And this one's titled, How Expedition Bigfoot Tracks the Big Beast with Drones and Algorithms. It says, uh, and this was, I found this on CNET by Bonnie Burton. It says, on the Travel Channel's new show, Survivalist, science and researchers use the latest tech gadgets to look for the elusive Sasquatch. Rosalina says, while skeptics think Bigfoot is fictional, witnesses still come forward to say they've had encounters with the legendary beast. But with all the claims the creature must exist, no one has ever gotten a good enough photo or video to satisfy the naysayers. Expedition Bigfoot, a TV series currently airing on Travel Channel, hopes to do its best to bring the latest research on the cryptid to light. For me as a scientist, it captured my attention, said Florida International University primatologist Maria, Maria well, it's spelled M-I-R-E-Y-A, some creative spelling there, Mare, one, um, one member of the show's team. When you have this modern-day reports, when you have this many modern-day reports, you have to take that seriously. All you need is that one to be true. Well, that's an astute observation. All you need is one really good um, photograph, one really good observation to at least increase interest in the paranormal like this. The team also includes Bigfoot Collectors Club podcaster Bryce Johnson, ex-military survival special corps, Ronnie LeBlanc, and it goes on talks a little bit. It says, there have been many Bigfoot-themed shows in the past, but the cast of Expedition Bigfoot thinks they have a unique approach. The researchers use tech tools to analyze five decades of Bigfoot sightings. With this data, they try to pinpoint when and where to encounter this mysterious beast. What sets us apart is we used a completed algorithm that tells us where Bigfoot is going to be and when is going to be there, which which gave us a tremendous advantage, Johnson said. Throughout the series, the team works from a remote location in a 90,000-acre area of land in central Oregon, studying possible nesting sites, footprints, and vocalizations that could end up giving them evidence they need once and for all. Each episode has a team investigating areas in Oregon forest zones that have the most sightings, which can include possible nest, specific areas where trees and branches are deliberately broken to make a crude shelter. Uzana says we also embed ourselves in this territory for an extended period of time. Later on here in the article it says some of the tools used on the show include drones to capture aerial footage, thermal scopes, trail cameras, 3D image scanners, and night vision goggles. The team also uses ozonics, which when sprayed on the team's clothes and vehicles, eliminate the human scent that could alert alert Bigfoot to their presence. In one episode, the team finds large animal footprints that could be possibly Bigfoot evidence. They use a 3D scanner to take a high-definition image that they can look at more closely using more sophisticated equipment. But even with their arsenal of high-tech gadgets, the team still faced quite a few challenges 
during their quest to find usable evidence to prove the existence of Bigfoot. The most difficult part for me was having to deal with so many unexplainables, Mira said. As a scientist, I can pretty much figure out an, exclamation, an explanation for anything. There were things on the expedition that we saw or what happened to us that science couldn't explain. Well, I like this quote here. As a scientist, I can pretty much figure out an explanation for anything. Well, a lot of people do feel that way. A lot of people do want to completely deny uh, the existence of unexplained evidence. And I wonder if this show will fall into that category or not. It says another challenger challenge was a rain, hail, and cold effect that could affect animal behavior, Mayor added. Well, you can see here from the article that they're approaching uh, the whole Bigfoot thing under the idea that Bigfoot is an animal and that it's not a some sort of paranormal or UFO phenomena. To my opinion, the Bigfoot phenomena is a lot more likely to be, be uh, connected to the UFO phenomena than to actually be a large, physical, nine-foot-tall animal running around out there. I don't know. It goes on and says, Bigfoot represents the parts of the world that are still unexplained. That's a big appeal of Bigfoot. There are still animals and creatures out there to discover. The unexplained still exists. The idea that monsters can still roam the woods. This could actually be a pretty fun show to watch. I like the fact that they're uh, trying to at least use uh, technology to record what's going on. There Maybe it's not a strictly scientific approach, but it's... Uh, it's a step in that direction. And we see with things like, like drones, even like these little uh, Amazon drones that they point out that you can buy on Am- that you can buy for 50 bucks. With the number of people out there that are interested in the UFO phenomena or the Bigfoot phenomena or whatever kind of paranormal phenomena, cameras are becoming so ubiquitous that at some point we're going to start to, to catalog uh video evidence, I think, that's going to really uh, result in a paradigm shift to how people view the UFO phenomenon. This is where disclosure is going to come from. It's going to come from uh, a grassroots level, probably from people not only using cell phone cameras, but using things that are a little more advanced, using equipment that can do a little better job of uh, recording this stuff, just like with this with this situation with the uh, with the Bigfoot search. It may not work because the drones are noisy and whatever these things are, are going to be alerted to them. But the point is, this stuff is becoming so common that eventually the equipment's going to bump up against the phenomenon, is going to bump up against the phenomena, whether it's a UFO or the Bigfoot, and it's going to record it. And that's when we'll begin to have disclosure. That's the first step. It's just collecting. It's just collecting the photographic evidence. We don't have to explain this stuff to begin with. I mean, we can explain it to the point that we eliminate the fraudulent stuff. But as people out there begin to use these drones to really record things, this is where we're going to get the disclosure that we've been looking for. So those are the two updates uh, with the with the drone stuff. What's happened? It looks like the stuff out in Colorado and uh, the Nebraska and, and Wyoming. Uh, it looks like a dry run by the Defense Department, just doing what they should be doing, 
which is making sure that uh, the country is secure. And the second part uh, looks like a, a shift toward using drones to actually track the Bigfoot phenomena, which that could be extremely interesting. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.